It is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as Nick Fairbanks from pantherparkway.com will be joining me on this episode to talk about a Panther who who has recently signed an extension getting our live reaction as well as playing a little game of something or nothing, also a game of sign or cosign, and also discussing the Locked On NHL pages power rankings ahead of the 2022-23 season, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Friday, August part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show count on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, where they'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Panther fans, we've been talking a lot about current Panthers right now on the team, about the future, and, of course, what could some Panthers players who used to be in the organization, are they going to be waiting a little bit for to sign an extension or are they going to be waiting it out until the trade deadline? And we have some breaking news, not even five minutes before recording this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is here on the show and we are going to talk about the recent breaking news. Again, not even five minutes before recording that Jonathan Huberto has signed a eight-year extension with the Calgary Flames. The term is, the term is eight years, $10.5 million AAV with the Calgary Flames. And what a way to start the show, Nick. Welcome back. Thank you. And uh, I can't be happier for Jonathan Huberto. He definitely got his payday um, well-deserved. Um, can't say that uh, I was expecting this one. I wasn't sure if he was going to sign or, uh, you know, I was going to wait till the next off season to see what he can get. Cause I think he could have got a little bit more to be honest with you. But um, you know, I think that dinner with the uh, I think the GM just sealed it saying that, Hey, we want you here and uh, we'll pay you whatever you want. And I also consider the fact that even though Calgary lost a lot of pieces like a Matthew Kachuk and a Johnny Gaudreau, they signed Andrew Maggiapani to a very team-friendly deal as well, um, uh, who's going to be playing on their second line more than likely. And before even those two signings, they had a whole bunch of cap space of $30, $36 million on, on their books um, to, of, of, excuse me, of space to sign these guys. So, of course, it, it, it created so much room to bring in a Jonathan Huberto. And, of course, right now, he is in his prime, setting a career high in 100 for 115 points, going into a new situation, um, playing in the country, of course, that he was born in. But 
I was thinking that Jonathan Huberto this whole time was going to wait until the trade deadline and the Calgary Flames were really going to see what kind of situation they were going to be in at that time and then make a decision then to even flip it for something more. But of course, when it comes to first round picks, the amount of time it takes for these players to step into the league, they, I, the way I see it from Brad Treliving is we want, we want this guy to make an impact now. Jacob Markstrom, former Panther, still has also quite a lot of term on his contract too. So you have a Vesna caliber um, goaltender. Um, you signed, you re-signed a, um, a second liner in Mangiapane uh, who had, gr- had a great international career as well in the world last year. And you signed a, an MVP candidate in, in Huberto. So may, may, maybe the door for Calgary isn't, isn't closed after all, after what they had last season. Of course, there's going to be some growing pains, but hey, this signing for, for them, they, it's, it just goes to show that they believe in him. Definitely. And, um, you know, one thing I want to tell Panther fans right now is, you know, I I understand that the trade probably came off as kind of very surprising um, and, you know, nobody was really seeing it coming or expecting. But I mean, I I think the writing was kind of on the wall with that, especially after the first round of the playoffs that, you know, just unfortunately, the team just couldn't muster uh, a win uh, in the second round against Tampa Bay. And I think that was pretty much it. Um, And now, Huberto gets moved. Uyghur gets moved. They're into a new situation now, and they're under a newer head coach that probably demands a little bit more on the defensive side. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how Uyghur and Huberto adjust to that type of system and to see, you know, if Calgary can actually re- uh, get back to where they were last season with Gaudreau and Dechuk. Um you know, to be honest with you, I, ha- I haven't really given my true opinion on this. I've been kind of away from Twitter and everything like that. I think Florida won the trade. Um, I think mm. Chuck makes them better, uh, not only in the regular season, but I also think he makes them better in the postseason, what the, which is what they needed. Um, and, you know, we'll see if Uberto can step up, you know, when it, it means something. Because, um, you know, as somebody who was a fan of his for a very long time and got to meet him, he's a very generous person, very nice very welcoming uh, person, but, um, you know, to question, you know, what his resolve was during the playoffs and everything, it just didn't seem like there was an extra gear or that, you know, there was just something that he wanted to accomplish there. I mean, the team made it past the first round and that was it. Like that you didn't really hear uh, again from the stars. So, um, you know, he went and got his money with Calgary, very happy for him. We'll see if he's worth it, you know, under Daryl Sutter. Mm-hmm. And that's not an easy coach to play for. That's for sure. Um, nope. And that also goes into something that we we kind of laughed at uh, yesterday when we saw this little video on the Internet. Um, and I want to play a little game of something or nothing for this situation. Um, if any of you haven't seen the video yet, there is a video by Bleacher Report uh, that had Jonathan Huberto uh, signing a Matthew Kachuk card. Uh, just as he was exiting, it didn't say where he was exiting. I was assuming, I was assuming that he was exiting some kind of hockey arena. Don't know if it's Calgary. Didn't say whether it was Quebec neither, but I, I just laughed that I'm just like the fact that I, I don't part, part of me also think Huberto doesn't really care. And it's just like, whatever, I'm going through life. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm, I'm in this new situation. I'm about to get paid. Of course, we're now hearing about it. 
So I want to, before, but we were going to play this game before the announcement of the signing. Something or nothing, Huberto signing a Kachuk hockey card. For me, it's nothing. Now, it's easier now to say that it's nothing for, for, for this situation. What says you, Nick Fairbanks? Um, well, I don't know if it's nothing. I wonder if he knew. Well, let's take two sides of this. One, did he know that he was signing that card? Like, I mean, was he just signing whatever? Did he actually visually notice who he was signing? Fair. That's one. Number two, <laughs> he probably knew he was getting paid. He's like, hey, listen, I sent my agent. They're doing, they're negotiating. I'm pretty sure it's going to get done. I don't care. Let me just sign this off. So, yeah, I can see both sides of this where it's, it's something where, you know what? I'm going to get paid. It, it doesn't really matter. And you know what? I'm going to stick it to Florida because whatever, I'm going to get paid. Or I don't even know what the hell I'm signing. Whatever. Just go. I'll, I'll just sign an autograph for you. And maybe after the fact, he found out it was to Chuck. <laughs> so I, I could also get it because, you know, when you're a public figure and, uh, and all like people, um, people are like being up in your grill, you just want to kind of do it and get it over with. Of course, you don't want to completely abandon fans and just say, screw you. I don't want to sign anything. But of course, it was probably, OK, let me do my thing of signing cards, giving these fans what they want, because I was in that position one day. Do it and then move on. And maybe he didn't notice. Who knows? <laughs> That could have well, uh, this definitely wasn't the number he uh, he chose for the season, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of, I haven't even said this on the show yet, but Jonathan Huberto will, I believe, if I remember correctly, he will be wearing number 10 Correct. in uh, Calgary uh, this, this season. So, a little bit of a uh, it's gonna be weird, even when even though it's not a Panthers uniform, it's gonna be even weirder not seeing a number 11 on the back of his jersey. So but honestly, I want to say, honestly, I, I do want to say a public congratulations to Jonathan Huberto on, on getting mm-hmm. his money. We knew it, we knew he was going to get his payday and definitely uh, he's earned it. Of course, we have had our criticism with, with Jonathan Huberto as far as postseasons, um, postseason has, is concerned. But hey, um, it, it doesn't change the fact that he has been has shown as a very valuable player for, for this team over the years. Of course, franchise leader in points, franchise leader in games played under a Panther sweater. So I want to say congratulations to uh, to Jonathan Huberdo on his uh, new extension. Uh, any any words for Huberdo before we go to our next segment, uh, Nick? Uh, other than I don't know if he'll hear this or see this, but um, if he does, uh, just thank you for your gracious time. Uh, I know it was only maybe a minute or whatever, but um, definitely solidified my um, you know, my decision-making to get a Jersey with his name and his number on it when he was drafted and everything. So, um, again, just a wonderful human being and everything and definitely deserve to get paid. Um, just go out there and do what you got to do. And, uh, if you bring a cup to Calgary, I'll be one of the fans there cheering for you. No bad blood here. Everybody here in Florida loves you. And, um, you know, we wish you the best. Absolutely. So in, in segment number two, we are going to play a, a game of cosine or no sign. I'm going to give Nick Fairbanks a few scenarios. We're going to do kind of a rapid fire. Uh, if, if we can keep it to rapid fire, we're going to play that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of the great life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. 
Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk pops have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough with all the hassle of make, making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie, cookie dough chunk pops are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Belt to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just pour them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs cover in 100% real chocolate. That means they're um, healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light fluffy texture. So good. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built. Com. Second segment here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Ronda Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks here for PantherParkway.com. So, Nick, this was a show concept that me and the host of Lockdown Toronto Maple Leafs played last offseason called Cosign or No Sign. Gave a situation on what we think is going to happen. Are, are we on board or do we think it's going to happen? or or, or simply think that it's going to. So we say cosign for that. No sign if it's not. So I'm going to start off something very, very simple. And I think that we will agree on this one. So cosign or no sign. Alexander Barkov gets 40 goals next season. Cosign. I'm going to say cosign as well. It's going to get a little harder from here, maybe. Uh-oh. Up to Uh-oh. you. Sergey Bobrovsky, even though the goalie wins are not a stat, 35 wins next season for Sergey Bobrovsky. Cosign. I'm going to say no sign. I, I, do think, <laughs> I do think Spencer maybe might get a little bit of, of more games under his belt. Uh, there, and, of course, there's different factors that go into getting a, 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 w- a win in the game. And, of course, it's not always going to be Bobrovsky's fault why they lose. Some, some, he might have his bad days, but I'm going to say no sign on that one. This <laughs> one's a funny one. I'm gonna... <laughs> Ryan Lomberg will get an instigator penalty this season. Cosign, come on. <laughs> if we saw anything against Tampa Bay uh, last year, going into this year, I'm going to say that he, he does get an instigator penalty this year. <laughs> I was, I, was just I, won't, I won't even give it 10 games. <laughs> Not 10 games. Okay. All right. Florida Tampa Bay preseason game this season. And why am I saying preseason? Last year, we saw a preseason game here in Orlando where Jacob and I were very, very fortunate to go. And we saw 96 penalty infraction minutes. So, so, Cosign or no sign in the preseason in, in a preseason game between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, there will be at least 70 minutes of penalty minute penalty infraction minutes in the preseason. So are we talking just one game? One game. That there was 96 in one game. No sign. No sign? No. No. Mm-mm. I'm going to say no sign as well, but I'm going to say it's somewhere between like 40 and 50. I, this sounds I, reasonable. 
I, I do think that with the recent uh, playoff series, them against one another, I don't think they're going to get to the point where after they saw that Noel Chari got hurt in the, in the, in the, many of those yeah. uh, scrums, I think they're going to be uh, less careful about trying to like get it out of their system early on in this season. All right. Cosign or no side. A Matthew Kachuk and Jonathan Huberto fight. No sign. I'm gonna say no sign as well. We don't see we don't see Huberto drop the gloves too often. I know I know I know Kachuk does, but I don't I, I don't see Huberto do it often. And the chances are those two, I'm gonna say no sign as well. I would say that Uyghur would drop him more. Um, I, I would say he has a better chance of dropping him than Huberto does if they when the rematch happens. Yep, I agree. Cosign or no sign? Grigory Denisenko plays 40 plus games this season. I'm going to say cosign. I'm going to say no sign. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll explain. I'll explain that just because I think that Bill Zito went out this offseason to actually go fill out um, the roster or at least some players that can fill into um, roles, um, you know, for scratches or for just to keep the team um, at that same level. I don't think Dennis Aiko is quite ready uh, to make the jump yet. Um, I know he had a fantastic – well, no, he didn't really even have that great of a season uh, down in Charlotte just because he was injured most of the time, unfortunately. But um, I just – I think he needs another year of seasoning. Um, so I think that he could possibly start um, the season with the Panthers, but eventually be put back down and uh, the rest of the veterans that were signed this offseason will take over. Mm-hmm. And if he is going to play, he is going to require some of those top six minutes uh, for the Panthers. Um, yep. But so I, I could see why you say no sign on that one. But of course, Duke's injury has a lot to do with possibility of him of him cracking the lineup. And this seems like maybe a final chance for Grigory Denisenko. So I, I'm going to say that he just gets it on, on the 40 um, and has an opportunity uh, on the roster. All right, next one. Last year, there were four 30-goal scorers on the team. Cosign or no sign, we will see a repeat of that. I'm, I'll am i go first on this one. I'm going to say no mm-hmm. sign on this one. Uh, definitely no sign. Here were the following 40 goal scores for, excuse me, 30 goal scores uh, for, for the Panthers last season. Barkoff, Reinhardt, Duke, and Huberto. I, 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 I'm going to say there's going to be three. Um, Barkoff, Reinhardt, and Kachuk. Uh, Bennett almost made it to 30. Um, Carver Hagee had 24. Huberto is no longer in the team. So... I could see them being in the high twenties, and but maybe falling just short. Did I say my answer already? Uh, I, I, said, I don't know. You said no sign. Oh, I'm changing. I'm going to do cosign. <laughs> Who's going to get thirty I'm, goals? You got Barkoff. You know, we said he's going to get forty. Barkoff. You're going to have good Chuck. The Chuck. Mm. Reinhardt. Yep, thirty and goals. I, I, and I am going to go for Hagee. I do think for Hagee's going to take another step, and it's going to be thirty. Thirty. Okay. I mean, he's only he's only elevated his game up more since coming here and having a bigger role on the team. MVP of the playoffs for the Panthers, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. All right, this one's the la- last oh. post sign or no sign. 
for for at least this week we 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 could have possibly different uh scenarios uh um next week okay Pat, patrick hornquist will be this year's version of frank Vertrano, which means the trade that sets up another trade at the trade deadline i'm going to say cosign on this one I say no sign. Okay. Um, two reasons. Number one, I think with a new coach coming in, he's going to need everybody in his corner. And I think Patrick Hornquist is the perfect guy to get the oh, bench shit. in line and make sure that, okay. you know, people are towing it. And secondly, you know, I, I, I think that he can basically say where he wants to go. I understand his contract is, you know, way overinflated for what, you know, he does now. But at the same time, I don't think Bill Zito is going to get, you know, uh, any kind of fair trade value for him. So I think he's going to stick with the team and then end his uh, contract, you know, by next season uh, as a Florida Panther. At this point, I can see why. Uh, It's just with the Panthers, it's going to be hard for them to depend on LTIR because you just can't predict on, on who's going to get hurt and who's not. And of course, bringing in someone in, but if, if the scenario happens where nobody goes on LTIR and you can't use that space, chances are the Panthers could stay pat as well. And is that, is that a situation that Bill Zito wants to be in? So I think, I think there could be also a sense of desperation as well to get a, a, a defenseman onto the team or even, even a middle six forward. So that could be, that could be why too. So the only way that I can really see that happening, uh, I don't see Hornquist getting traded at all. Um, not after the Huberto uh, surprise trade here. Um, and Bobrovsky hasn't gone anywhere is I think with the back problems and the injury history that Hornquist has had is that he is more of a likely candidate, like towards the middle or end of the season to go on LTIR, maybe before the trade deadline that would open up, you know, the 5 million in cap space or whatever the uh, amount is owed on his contract at that time where Florida then can go out and go get a defenseman to solidify the top six. Who knows? Uh, once again, we just something that we just can't predict. Uh, yeah. Uh, when it, when it comes to that. And of course, uh, of course you, you did mention that, that he's had a few of those troubles in, in the last few years. And of course, age has, a little bit to do that with that too. So <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm feeling it right now. So I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're in, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the results of the latest uh, power rankings for the Atlantic division. According to all the hosts from the locked on NHL channel, we are go, we are going to discuss that next on the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks here uh, on the show. And Nick, so the the Locked On podcast network they did their their um, their uh, power rankings, and the, I listed mine yesterday. My order was Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, Ottawa, Boston, Detroit, Buffalo, Montreal. Uh, the results came out today. Mm-hmm. It had Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, Boston, Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, and Montreal. So, Nick Fairbanks, uh, do you agree with this list? And if you do, what would your rankings be? 
So uh, I honestly think that the top four, um, or at least the top three, are interchangeable. Um, uh, Lightning are obviously the cream of the crop. They've been in the cup the last three years, winning two of them. Florida uh, finally made it to the second round. Um, you know, they definitely showed their weight in the uh, regular season. The Leafs uh, also did the same thing, but fell just short in game seven against those Lightning. Um, you know, it could have been, you know, one bounce and they could have been playing Florida. And then Boston is the one team that, uh, you know, I say on every show when we talk about them, is like, listen, like, you guys just got to go. You got to go. Like, it's been a while. You guys never seem to fall off the cliff. But at the same time, you know, they always find a way to retool. So I, I definitely would put them in that four spot. Now, when you look at seats like five through eight in the Atlantic, um, I would put probably the Senators at number six or number five, I'm sorry, just because of their offseason and what they've been able to bring in, you know, with Claude Giroux, uh, Debrinkit, and um, also, um, you know, just some of the things that they're trying to build around. I know you and I have been actually kind of bullish on them a little bit since the season ended. Um, but then I'll put Detroit. However, I could honestly see them flipping. Um, I could see the Senators not gelling and not really playing that well and having issues in goal. Whereas the Red Wings are now primed to actually take a step forward with their young talent and all the free agents that they just signed. Um, so I can see them being the better of the two. Um, and then you have Buffalo, who could be a dark horse. Um, they definitely have some younger players that came to play, and I think they won the Jack Eichel trade, like, let's be honest. Um, but then Montreal, what are you doing? You know, you have Carey Price. You're trading your defenseman away. Uh, you have Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and your coach is Marty St. Louis. I, I don't understand where they're going with that. So I do see them as a bottom uh, team in the Atlantic. So I do have Lightning, Panthers, Leafs, Bruins, and then I would put Senators, Red Wings, uh, Buffalo, and the Montreal Canadiens to round it out. Okay, just a little bit of a flip between five and six. So uh, I have a lot, I have Ottawa just a little higher. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit too much on, on, on them. I, I just, I just, it's not, it's not even really the Claude Drew acquisition. I think it's the, really the Alex Debrinket uh, acquisition that is just, just looks so good uh, for, for, for them. Um, so for, for the, for the Sabres, excuse me, not the Sabres, also the Red Wings. What I like is also, with with Billy Huso in St. Louis, the real reason why they really couldn't resign him is because they had commitments to Jordan Bennington. Mm-hmm. I think if the St. Louis front office had to choose which one to keep at this moment in time, I think the answer is very obvious who would they would have decided to keep. I mean, Jordan Bennington, ever since winning the Stanley Cup, has kind of fallen off a little bit, but of course, they're still committed to him. So I think that's a really great situation. Also with Detroit, having a guy who was a, a finalist for the Calder trophy and then traded yep. away. I think that's, I think their goalie situation is a lot better than, um, than, than what, what it was last year. And of course there's still oh, questions yeah. on the blue line as well, but Hey, um, there, that, that, that's a step in the right direction. You, you start with the goalie and then you build outwards. Definitely. And uh, the, the, I think they've solidified their goaltending for years to come, obviously. Um, I think Nadelkovich is going to take another step this year just because now he actually has somebody who's going to push him 
I don't think Thomas Grice was that kind of guy that was going to push him. He's been a career backup, although Panther fans will say otherwise. Yep. Um, but now you have Detroit starting to round out their defensemen. I mean, you know, when you have, you know, the quality of defensemen that they have that they've been drafting recently that are now going to start coming over here, you're going to see a little bit different of a team and they're going to be a little bit tougher to play against. So, um, you know, those games that, you know, Florida was winning, you know, <laughs> you know, five, one, six, one, maybe even seven, one or seven, two are going to be closer. They're going to be more of your three, two, two, one games. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And then they also have a lot of young prospects that are going to be coming over from Europe too, that are insanely huge. Um, so it's going to be quite a, you know, a sight to see how Florida is going to play them um, and see how the rest of the division is able to match up against them. Yeah. It, it's just gonna, it's just gonna take a little bit for, uh, for uh, Detroit for sure. But as far as the now, they are they are ranked they they're ranked they're ranked higher than I had them but hey uh it's with these power rankings are really about what they have built now and into the future and of course it's hard to it's hard to vote against the three-time Eastern Conference champion in Tampa Bay of unfortunate unfortunately but hey um with with also Toronto their 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 skaters can really could really carry them even with Matt Murray's uh, injury issues the last few years. And also Panther fans are very familiar with their backup as well. So who knows how many games they'll be seeing of uh, Ilya Samsonov up in Toronto as well. I don't understand why they made the move that they did. They could have gave the money to Campbell, to be honest with you, for how much that they paid Matt Murray and now Samsonov. It just... You didn't need to fix something that wasn't broken. Campbell was not the problem uh, at all. If anything, he was probably one of the best, like he, if not the best player in the series um, against Tampa. I, I honestly think that it just came down to having the grit and wanting to actually win a game seven and having that experience. And if they would have just kept the team together, or at least what they had from last season going into this season, they would have been fine. Um, but who knows? Um you know, maybe Matt Murray has a resurgence. I'm not banking on it, and I don't really trust Ilias and Samsonov to take over the reins and carry, uh, you know, Toronto past the first round. So, um, you know, you can put me down that they will not make it past the first round again. Grab your popcorn. because Hey, hey. Hey, I got something here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gra- 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 grab it, and uh, that should be lots of entertainment right now. Um mm heading into this season but nick i want to thank you for joining on this uh fairbanks friday edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast once again uh tell everybody where they can follow you online thank you for having me on again i know it was like a week by week thing here but uh back uh you guys can follow me on twitter at prudentia zero and follow my work on uh, pantherparkway.com awesome thank you so much and i will see you next week awesome can't wait and if you like what you're hearing Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road, and we'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, don't forget to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. 
Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. So I'm Ramon Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.